Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. Happy Veterans Day. Yeah, bro. Salute. Or Veterans Day. Let's take a quick moment of silence. Why? It's not Memorial Day. (laughs) For the vets who've served and died, bro. That's Memorial Day. Well, (laughs) touche. Are they still not veterans? Okay. All right. Happy recording day. (laughs) Happy recording day. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. Yeah. I see your point. I really do. There is a difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Obviously, Veterans Day honors the vets. Because <clears throat> they're still, still alive. Yeah. Still alive. And, and Memorial Day honors the vets that have died. So, yeah. My dad has always thought it was funny. You know, people that will say Happy Memorial Day. And he's like, why are you wishing me a Happy Memorial Day? I'm still here. This is uh, for the fallen soldiers. But, yeah. I still Ew. think taking a moment of silence is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, can move sure. on. Whatever you say. So, out the gate. Out the gate. <clears throat> we're always talking about, you know, like, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. We'll give you a shout out. And um, I wanted to do that. Um, Let's do it. So, first, we want to give a shout out to Jason Barr what up um yo he's a subscriber and likes our shit likes the stuff we talk about for some reason i don't know why but uh he does so thanks for listening jason Barr. i know him personally and uh he's a cool cat you know what i'm saying so wanted to just show him some love and then uh the next person would be drew grabby what is he grabbing? <laughs> he never tells me. It's always a mystery. But actually, Drew has been on the podcast. We interviewed him a while back. Uh, so you can you can uh, look through our, what is it called? Archive? Show list. There it is. Yeah, and uh, like find his interview. But he, uh, he subscribed and listens regularly as well. So I want to give him a shout out. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I think it's cool that people listen to our convo. You know what I'm saying? I agree 100%, especially when we're not talking about anything at all whatsoever. Yeah, I it's mean, sometimes we might listen. have a point, but. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, in, in lieu of that, if, uh, if you're listening and you like the show or you've been listening for a while, well, first off, if you've been listening, I don't know why you haven't. Given us a five star rating at this point, 
<laughs> so go and do that. And when you do, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Maybe talk some shit about you, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. You are rubbing your head right now with a massage thingy. Oh, and God, it looks so like it hurts. Bad. No. It, but it must hurt so good. It's so pleasurable. That, that, oh. You about to get into SMR right now? Because I'm out. Yeah. I, this is like... Everyone should own one of these head massagers. I don't care. You send it in the Marshalls line or Target or something like that. They sell them everywhere. Walmart. Um, Big John. <clears throat> it doesn't matter where you're at. Big they sell John. these <laughs> they sell these head massagers and they are absolutely amazing. I got this one for 20 bucks with 20% off coupon from Bed Bath and Beyond, not a sponsor. And um I've had it for probably 10 years or more and it is absolutely amazing. Well, two things. One, I know people can't see oh. us right now, but I can. And the whole time you were just giving that little shout out, you were twirling it in this weird way and i somehow kind of liked it (laughs) second since you can't see what's going on so there's like a handle which is probably what just take a picture yeah yeah here here let me we're gonna put on instagram you gotta go to instagram to see what it looks like you gotta go on instagram to see how's that for marketing yeah right there that's my face i don't want to see me me either Stop twirling it. Hang on. Stop. What? Got it. That is going on the instas. Oh, God. It feels so good. Anyway, um, yeah. So uh, you should buy one. Head massager. Um, so also, it's, it's Veterans Day or Veterans Day, however you choose to say it. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's a good day to celebrate our vets. But before we get into that, um, you've been smoking some more stuff in the crock pot. Yeah, bro. I, I wanted to kind of update, like, if you've been oh following along. So yeah. I tried a young chicken. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a couple bites where it's like, oh, you tried to smoke this. Well, then I upped the ante, as they say. And um, I added a little bit more uh wood chips and a tiny bit more water and uh i smoke i tried to smoke a pork loin so after i put my rub and stuff on uh cooked it for about 11 hours on low obviously and uh you rubbed it you rubbed the meat oh i did and dude after 11 hours Mm -hmm. i didn't even need a fork it just split open oh mm. and it was warm flavorful juicy it's hot in here. <laughs> oh my god take off your crockpot lid <laughs> 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 but i will say the downside is there was a smoky flavor but it was not it, it's not like you could eat like if i told you hey Eat some of this pork loin. Tell me what you think. You might be able to be like, oh, did you smoke this? Because I, mm. I, I kind of get a hint of it. But it's not like, oh, this was definitely smoked. You know what I'm saying? So okay. 
I think I'm done with the whole smoking crockpot thing. I think it's bullshit. Yeah. Well, it took you long enough to get there. And, I wanted uh, to try it. That's what I've been saying. I did. I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt. I did that. Good college try. Tried two different meats, two different ways, and you know, if you're gonna um, smoke shit, don't be a cheap ass like me. Just get a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, yeah. Or just get a grill, like a Weber. Like you can just go get a hundred dollar Weber kettle, twenty two inch, twenty two and a half inch Weber kettle for a hundred bucks. And now, because summer is over, you probably get it at a bigger even discount. Um. And then they come with two baskets, two charcoal baskets. You can do what I did today. I smoked a a chicken. If you check out my Instagram. I saw that on the Instas. Yeah. Yeah. You check out my Instagram. I spatchcocked a chicken. I banked all the coals to one side. Did you say cock? Yeah, I did. (laughs) Yeah. Spatchcocked the chicken. I don't know why. (laughs) <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah, and um, well, wait, wh- what for people who are as ignorant as I am? What is spatchcocking a chicken? <laughs> Spatchcock is an old term, <clears throat> and it basically means you you cut out the backbone of the chicken or the bird, whatever bird it is. It's it's typically used for smaller birds. You just take some kitchen shears. And you cut down the back to rip out the backbone. And then what you're able to do is take the bird and lay it flat. And when you so lay essentially it flat, it's like a fillet, sort of. Yeah, not really. Not really. Um, uh, well, I guess. So when you have a, a nice, thick fillet mignon, you cut it down the middle and then lay it flat so that it cooks evenly. And, um, yeah, that's, that's one way of doing it. I guess it could be seen as the same. Um, roughly. I mean, we get it. You, you cut one side and you lay, you lay it open. Basically. Cause right. A bird, every bird has two boobs, even though most people are only used to eating one boob, the left or the right. A bird has two boobs, and they have a thigh, two thighs, two legs, two wings. You lay only one butthole, though. <laughs> only one butthole. Yeah, I, essentially, you, you got the the tail, and typically you would cut off the tail because nobody's going to eat it. It's pretty much just skin and cartilage, um, mm. and then and then you smoke it. You smoke it down. So I bank the coals to one side. And put a drip pan underneath the bird, and then the split cocked bird, spatch cocked, spatch cocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spatch cocked the bird. Put the bird over the drip pan to catch all the drippings, and um, and then I threw in while the coals were heating up i put in some apple and some cherry wood and then i put the coals on top of that and then i smoked it for two and a half hours and it turned out to be absolutely amazing i bet man just a note 
I want to move to Michigan and live by you just so I can eat your food. <laughs> I don't care about you as a person. I don't want to hang out with you. I'll just come over for dinner, get yeah. a doggy bag, and bounce. Yeah. I will be totally fine with that. <laughs> totally fine. Um, so the thing is, though, is that when you're smoking meats, I don't care what kind of meat it is. It could be pork, chicken, beef, whatever. Just know that there's going to be a pink hue to the interior of the meat because of the smoke. And it's called a smoke ring. A smoke ring. And it is just completely aesthetics. Uh, everybody that smokes meats, they want to see a smoke ring. Which is something that you'll never get from a fucking crock pot, by the way. <laughs> yep. Feel the uh, judgment. Yeah. Small judgment. Um, yeah, you get a nice little smoke ring. So me and the wife are eating dinner tonight and she's like, Hey, you want the rest of this leg? And I'm like, why? What's wrong with it? She was like, ah, it's just all this pink that's in it. I don't, I don't really, I said, babe, I'm not going to serve you food. That's going to make you sick. That <laughs> pink is the smoke ring. She I don't want salmonella. <laughs> It's it's done. Like I knew that it was done. I cooked it to an internal temperature of like 160, 165, which when the breast gets to 165, the legs are like at almost 180 because the legs cook faster at a higher temperature because there's less meat. Right. And so the pink that you get is nothing more than a smoke ring. It is completely safe to eat as long as you cook your bird to 165. You're totally fine. And, um, yeah, so it was amazing. Check out my Instagram at Mike in the city. And, um, yeah, you, you can see the bird. <clears throat> yeah, boy. else that I've been smoking. Dude, seeing you drink that beer reminds me of, uh, I think we should do a little update because we talked, I mean, we had pretty much whole episode on why we don't drink founders. Oh, yeah. Do you want to hit on that real quick? Sure. So what I'm drinking right now is Conan Drippa, which is a, a microbrew here in Detroit, Conan's. Uh, it's a great beer. It's extremely strong, 9.5%, actually. So uh, Drippa is double rice IPA. It's really good. Uh, anyway, but Founders... They actually settled with the guy, Tracy, and um, and paid him out. And then they came to some mutual agreement as to uh, the statement that they would uh, release. So I guess they collaborated on what they would say. So founders had their little spill that they gave. And then Tracy had his little spill that he agreed to say. And to be honest with you, after reading both statements, like you can look it up. I, I guess we can provide the article, but I sent it to you over FB again. Um, yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll have it's only right. We're talking about it. So, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what it said, but I remember how I felt when I read it. I read it, and the first thing I thought was, oh, 
this guy was full of shit. It wasn't a good feeling. Yeah, it was sort of interesting. I felt like, and the interesting part, you know, and, and again, read the article for yourself. We're just openly talking about it because we have the right to. Um, sure. The thing I took away from it, which, again, the interesting part was it said that they settled and then both parties, so Tracy and then founders, <clears throat> um, are more concerned about the future and moving on and what that will do for Tracy and f obviously more so for founders and creating a more uh racially safe environment i guess for lack of a better way of saying it right now right yeah <clears throat> and it just kind of felt like I, I don't know like so wait a second like are you admitting to things and and the way they said it was like you know oh it's we took care of it in a legal thing that we can't talk about but the outcome is this you know so well, I mean, we may never probably ever know <laughs> what the settlement entailed, which I, I mean, I guess is fine. I, I don't know. But like, I just, I, I get it with what you're saying. Cause it did kind of feel like, Hey, how do we make this go away? We're going to fucking pay you. And then you're going to say, uh, well, cause Tracy said, well, there's some things I said that, you know, I shouldn't have said. And there's some stuff they did they shouldn't have done. And now we're just moving on. And it's like, yeah. wait a second. <laughs> yeah. You can't tell, like, that much of a story and then be like, oh, well, we made up in a private room. And then now we're just moving on. I, you know, I kind of feel like it seems a, a tiny bit shady to me. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it's not shady. Maybe that's just my how I'm perceiving it, you know? Well, so so let me I, I just pulled up my Facebook. So it says we're pleased to uh, this is founder's statement part of it. We're pleased to settle this case. We're pleased to settle a case. That's weird to me and focus on the future. Through recent discussions with Tracy, we listened, engaged in self-discovery and reached common ground to make amends. We agree that nobody be viewed at fault here. That statement right there just kind of like threw me through a loop. I was like, okay, we agree that nobody's at fault. Did you really agree to that? Did Tracy really agree that nobody was at fault? Well, and then Knee Jerk is like, they paid Tracy a shit ton of money to say it that. Must have been. Must have been. And but maybe they no, didn't, this is but that's again the interesting part because we'll probably never know. You know? Yeah, but this is founder's statement. We agreed that nobody be viewed at fault here. Most importantly, this serves as an opportunity to place our full attention on the work we now have to do as a company of more than 600 employees. <laughs> Significantly, we are committed to moving the cause of diversity and inclusion forward for founders. We want every employee to feel valued, respected, and safe, and we abhor discriminatory action of any type and believe that beer should bring people together and not divide. Uh, like, that's a cool statement in the end. But I just got, I got hung up on, we agree that nobody be viewed at fault here. Because it's like, well, if the dude was actually telling the truth, 
then founders, you are at fault. And it just sounds like they're not admitting fault. They're just saying, hey, we're going to move forward and make sure that everybody feels safe and included. Yeah. But we didn't really do anything wrong. It definitely focused more on the future and less on the actual issue. And to me, there was no real resolve, which, again, is probably the part that we'll never know. But, yeah, I I don't know. It, It just seems like a, well, I mean, I think we can agree he said some shit, we said some shit, but we're just going to go, we're going to move on from here now. We're going to forget that. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's the case. I'm just telling you that's how it kind of seemed reading the article. I, I agree. And we can continue down that for, and you know, all day, but here's, here's my question to you. Are you going to continue to drink founders now? Yeah. So... I am going to drink Founders, and the reason why I'm going to drink Founders is because I feel like this whole case ended up being bullshit, and I kind of feel like as much as it hurts me to find out when people are being discriminated against, I kind of feel like if this really was as nasty of an event as it started off to be like, like the dude was sitting there saying, I don't know if Tracy is black because he has never revealed his lineage to me. Like to me, that was so stupid. Like, dude, you're a fucking idiot, dude. And you're really making your company look bad. Like, I don't know if Barack Obama is black. Like, Are you freaking kidding me, dude? Get a life. Like, let's be serious about this. I, I kind of felt like it was so, it was so much there that was so evasive that it had to be true. Um, well, and then at the same point, it was a great response because they're just going around in circles at that point and they're, they're not getting to the issue. You know what I mean? Right. Because he's, he's answering a question with a fact that is a fact he's never met. Barack Obama, great, cool. But you're still not answering. Do you consider this man to be a black person? And you can call it African American, you can call it minority, you can call it whatever you want. But like you're not telling me you don't see in color. And even if you did see in color, you can tell the difference between someone whose pigment is white and someone whose pigment is black. So it's you're just you're creating this dramatic, you know, fucking bullshit answer. Like, why? Why will you not just go straight to it and be like, yeah, Barack Obama is an African-American black man. Yes, Michael Jackson, even though he painted himself white, is an African-American <laughs> black man. But you can't right. answer that. So why can you, like, why do you not want to answer that? You know, that's that's the thing that kind of, Got me a little, uh, I don't want to say heated, but like intrigued with the story. You know what I mean? Because it, yeah. th- and again, the whole thing is I feel like they're hiding something or they're at least skirting around the issue for some reason. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. I hey, do. did you drive a car today? Well, <laughs> I don't own a car. <laughs> 
Okay. But did you drive a car today? Well, what do you consider driving? Do you consider driving riding? Like, Jesus Christ, did you fucking drive a car today? But they couldn't answer it. I don't know. It's, it's weird. That is weird to me. That is completely weird to me. Dude, it's like, I don't know if Michael Jordan is black. Like, is Michael Jordan black? Well, I don't know if Michael Jordan is black. And it's like, are you freaking kidding me? Michael Jordan is black as night. Oh, yeah. Did I say Jackson? Yeah, yeah, you said Jackson. Fuck me. (laughs) Well, yeah, Michael Jordan. Even a better account. Like, he didn't bleach himself. No. Michael Jackson didn't bleach himself either he actually had a a a disease but yeah nothing no response there i need further evidence (laughs) we can table that one but tracy's response he's like i'm not going to say too much here but i want the world to know the power we have when we step forward and make ourselves heard that's like, come on, dude. Seriously, that's your opening statement? Upon hearing us, businesses also have the power to make changes or not. And I don't know what happens from here with the doors of Founders Brewing Company, but I do know this. We have a legal resolution. We have started looking at how all this is affecting human lives. Seriously? We're talking about beer and we're talking about you being discriminated against i don't know dude he says i don't know what dave and mike have planned for the for the future but i know that air quotes seeing color and valuing people for who they are and their collection of experiences is the mission so it sounds like to me he's like siding with them saying that he trusts that they're actually going to do the right thing and I don't know how much he got paid in order to say that. Exactly. But it's almost like he's completely just letting them off the hook like nothing actually happened. And, and maybe that, and maybe I'm wrong. Well, and the devil's I, I advocate in me wants to say maybe he didn't get paid to say that. But <laughs> the realist in me says, well, then why would you have come out with all of this and had a lawsuit in the first place? And now it just magically goes away. But we don't know how it worked out. Right. I don't know, man. And again, I I will never know. And that has to be fine. But But it it makes me think twice. Like, dude, I went to uh, a local uh, alcohol store, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Liquor store? Packy liquor store, whatever. um, Don't say packy. Oh, my God. Package store, bro. Packy. I lived up north, man. Don't hate me. Packy is not package store. Okay, well. Packy is slang for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe where yeah, you but... live, on the mean streets of the <laughs> Detroit. Yeah, all right. Not the same thing. It doesn't mean the same thing in Detroit as it does in So Ill. I went that. to an adult beverage store. Yes. To purchase some adult beverage. Yes. And they had KBS. They also had the new CBS, and they were limited to two. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming based on um, supply, right? Yeah, 100%. And obviously, I was like, 
oh, I want to get two. But I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I forget the reason that I even went there. Well, the the, the point is, is that I, I know for me, I'm willing to drink Founders um, again after this. If if he was willing to take the money and just say, you know, whatever, um, yeah, they're going to work on the things and try not to see color. Like, he's like... Um, well, and is that enough? Because it very well could be. Like, maybe really all of be. this happened. Tracy got, you know, what he deemed as a good settlement. And now Founders has... <coughs> Like they have to either change or, you know, not. And like, this is a huge awakening possibly for this company. You know, maybe that's, maybe this is what it took to change a few things. I don't know. Well, yeah. And that's essentially what Tracy said. He says, I don't know what they have planned, but you know, uh, he says, learning from our mistakes is also part of the mission. And founders as a whole made some bad choices, even though they agreed that nobody is to blame. Founder's statement. His <laughs> statement is, founders as a whole has made some bad choices. I, as an individual, made some mistakes. But on this day, we look to move forward. And it's like, what are you admitting here? What are you admitting to? What do you mean you made some mistakes? Either yeah. you were victimized or you weren't. What mistakes did you make? It's very like elusive, either this was sure. a legit discrimination case and you legitimately did not get the promotion because you're black. Or you actually did do some shit that you shouldn't have done and that's why you didn't get the promotion. So to me, it's like it's so up in the air. I'm like, forget it. I'm just going to drink Founders then. Because this dude is now admitting that he's made some mistakes when this whole case was about him being black and being discriminated against. Yeah. I don't see how it's both ways. And there's no details as to what mistakes he made that possibly kept him from getting the promotion. Well, and in the same article, it confirmed what you had said earlier on the... Uh why we don't drink founders episode, which you can go back and listen to if you want. Um, but they in fact are 95 or they either are, or are about to be 95% owned by some Spanish dudes. Yes. Who they are, uh, are obviously planning on becoming bigger and therefore, Founders will no longer be, and I don't know if it is at this point or not, uh, a craft brewery anymore. It's, it's official. So, they are no longer a microbrewery. Now, that's not to say that, you know, their brews are not very good and desirable, but it, it kind of changes things even on that level, you know? Yeah. And honestly, just thinking out loud, because that's what we do. I wonder what like these Spanish people are thinking about all of this. I mean, they have to know. There's no way they don't know about this. Well, of course. Of course. And so, also, furthermore, I wonder if that played any part into the settlement. 
Yeah. Think about it, dude. Just just go on this rabbit trail for 2.5. What if they're like, mira. <laughs> mira. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making fun. <laughs> what if they're like, hey, look. This fucking shit needs to go away. Because yeah. we just bought your ass. And this is going to be a thing. So you need to fucking pay that motherfucker whatever he wants. And just squash this shit so that we can continue. Because we just invested heavily and we want to make this thing, you know, fucking work. So you work out your little race thing and we're going to make a quality beer. I don't know. No doubt about it. I have no proof of that. It was just a I'm thinking out loud thing. But, you know, I don't know. Could probably happen. If I can piggyback, the fact is, is that. Well, who's on top? Uh, well because i'm piggybacking i am Um, oh wait that means i'm receiving you can be the bottom so so, the bottom line is that um since now a spanish company owns founders um they don't have founders really doesn't have a choice but to be diversified yeah you know what I'm saying? So, or if they're gonna have a Hispanic printer now? <laughs> <laughs> Too well, soon. <laughs> so, so they are no longer owned by two white guys. Uh, they're owned by a Spanish <clears throat> company, and uh, they are now probably one of the largest Spanish beer companies in the U.S. Right. So. Um, forget it being a Detroit brand. It was never really a Detroit brand. It was a Grand Rapids brand because that's where they started. Um, but it was a micro brew and it was great. Now, um, they are becoming just as large as Anheuser-Busch, the number one beer company in America. And so much better tasting. But so much better tasting. And so these guys are banking right now because their operation just grew a hundredfold. They're going to be everywhere. Basically, them being owned by the Spanish company uh, takes them from being in just a few states to being in almost all of this, all 50 states. So um, their distribution is about to go out of this world. And these guys are still, though they founded the company, they're now working for the company and they're making bank, huge bank. So long story short, all I'm saying is that I agree with you. I'm willing to bet my bottom dollar that the new owners have said, look, dude, this isn't a predominantly white company anymore. Now it's a predominantly Spanish company. And, um, Diversity is key. And so you're going to just pay this guy and squash this shit and move on. 100%. That's what I believe. And therefore, I have to think, I have to believe that with the new ownership that's in place, that the culture is going to change big time. Because Spanish people aren't going to be like, oh, let's just give the white guy the job because he's a white guy and he's been a part of the company from the beginning. No, they're going to look at it and say, Mira. <laughs> they're going to look at it and say, 
who's the best man for the job? What qualifications do they have? And what value will they bring to the culture of the company? Yeah. I mean, hopefully. Uh, and hopefully. I, I'm saying this is what I believe. I believe that because they're being bought out, that things are going to have to change because um, there's, there's, there's so much more of a larger scope and they don't have the opportunity to be as narrow-minded as they possibly have been because there's more of a national viewpoint instead of such a local Grand Rapids or Detroit viewpoint. So that's my opinion. And so as far as I'm concerned, dirty bastard, here we go. I'm coming right back to you. I want a dirty bastard. You know, I want CPS. I want KBS. Yeah. Question, though. I want to try CBS. I've never had it. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's supposed to be drank warm because it's so thick. Actually, I saw on uh, Instagram because... (laughs) The podcast follows founders, and I held off on not following them until we reached a verdict for this whole thing. And right now, they're doing a promo where they're giving away some free swag, um, all centered around their CBS. Um, so if you, you have to tag someone who has never had it, and then they're going to pick someone from, from that group. So you, wow. I've never had it. So you should like tag me on Instagram, and maybe I'll win some free <laughs> swag, bro. <laughs> okay, bet. What were you I'll gonna say? <laughs> I'll do that. No, I'll do that. I've had it. I absolutely love CBS, and I look forward to it every year. Um, same thing with KBS. When the new KBS comes out, I look forward to it every year. The last couple years, I've actually been in Grand Rapids just by happenstance, not by planning, around the same weekend when they do the KBS release. And it's absolutely amazing. Last year, I was there with Micah. He loves their hot wings. So we sit there, we eat hot wings. And um, I think my mom was there too. So it was me, my mom, and Micah. And we, we drank, not Micah, but me and my mom, we had... Uh, the 16, 17, and 18 KBS. So when they do the release party, they have them all in there. Hmm. And um, they let you try the last, the previous three years. Word. And they tell you, like, you know, here are the notes. Here's what's different. You know, here's what you're going to taste. I don't know. I, I think they do a really good job. And it sucks that this happened to Tracy, but at this point, he's been paid. Yeah. So. For sure. <clears throat> um, but anyway, it's Veterans Day, bro. Well, tomorrow's Veterans Day. We're actually, so we missed recording this week. Um, for our Sunday, which this will probably go out still on Sunday. Yeah, this Um, should still go out tonight. But yeah, tomorrow, being Monday, is Veterans Day. So Yeah. 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 
And um, coming up is the um, the um, actually, what is today's date? Today's the tenth, right? All day long. Today is actually the birthday of the uh, Marines. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Semper Fi. Yep. So 1775 was when the Marine Corps was established. So today is actually the uh, birthday of the Marines. Tomorrow is Veterans Day. And today, uh, we didn't talk about this, but November 10th is also the anniversary of the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, we did this last year. We did. Yep, it's also the anniversary of the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald. So there were 29 crew members that died and um, sank in the bottom of Lake Superior. So, um, yeah, so there's a whole lot, I guess, to commemorate for, uh, for this day, November the 10th. Now, can we take a moment of silence? We can take a moment of silence for the SS Edmund Fitzgerald. Yes. Yes, Queen. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what, man? It's what you do. I don't know why. <laughs> like, what are we supposed to do when we're being silent? Because all I'm thinking about is, when is it over? How long are we going to yeah. be silent? Sure. I wonder what people are thinking about. Sure. What if someone yeah. farts right now? What if someone sneezes? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I'm weird, God. I guess. But it's like, you know, what's the moment of silence for? Yeah. So, happy birthday to the Marines, number one. Um, <laughs> uh, number two, uh, happy Veterans Day for, for all the vets that are out there. And then... Uh, God bless the families that were left behind from the Edmund Fitzgerald. Real so, man. Yeah. There was a whole lot. <clears throat> so Yeah, I, I know we both I mean we've talked about, you know, like I said, we've talked about this last year. Um but we both have people in our lives and our family that have served and are still alive. And uh you know, it does mean a lot when you know people personally. You no know? doubt about it. Yep. No doubt about it. Yeah, uh, my dad obviously served. He's an Army Ranger. And, um, you know, he, he served from the early 80s to, I think he did seven years. So 1980 to 1987, I believe my dad uh, served. And so shout out to him. And he listens to the podcast. So yeah, dad. shout out to you, dad. Thank you. Um, so, and then I've got a brother who served in the Navy, who serves in the Navy. He became the number one recruiter in... Um, 19, uh, no, not 19, 
He's the number one. <laughs> he was the number one recruiter in the city of Detroit, and then they moved him to uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. And they became the number one recruiter in Arkansas, and then uh, I lived there at one point. Miami. Yeah. Then in Miami, he was the number one recruiter in Miami, and now he's somewhere in California. I don't know exactly where, but um, I'm sure he will make his way to the top um, in, in California as well. I think he might be in like in San Diego or something. I don't know exactly where. But. And then I have a cousin that was in the Marines and who lives in Vegas now, but I know for sure he was stationed in San Diego. So, and then there were plenty of other family members. I've got cousins and second, I've got second cousins that served uh, in the military and, and so on and so forth. So, um, and I think one of the greatest things we can do is honor, you know, our vets. You know, they, they get a lot of handouts during this time for Veterans Day. I think in Detroit, as long as you're a vet, you show your card, you eat free no matter where you're at. A lot of restaurants will just let you eat free on Veterans Day. Yeah. What are they doing so ill? Same thing? Um, I haven't seen or heard about that, so I can't really I can't really say. Um I, I mean I'm sure they do something, bro. We're in fucking Trump company, uh Trumpville here, so <laughs> Trumpville. Uh yeah. I mean I mean not you know, whatever. Not that that matters, but I'm just yeah. saying people here are definitely, you know, America and hell yeah, <laughs> fucking vets deserve everything, you know, so I'm sure something happens. I just haven't, I, I you know, haven't heard about it, but, and I'm not demeaning it. <clears throat> I, I think it's awesome that we honor our vets, man. I really do. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the fact is, is that we wouldn't have the freedoms that we have if it wasn't for them, right? Yeah. And you know, taking care that, of business. that being maintained is not something that's to be taken lightly either, you know? Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Definitely, uh, definitely appreciate people who serve our country. Yeah. And families and friends and, you know. Like, it's not just about the country. It's about the people in said country. And that's what's meaningful to me, you know? Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I don't know, dude. I, I know my dad wanted me to go into the military. When I was graduating high school, he, he put two pamphlets on my bed. One was for the military and the other was for... Focus Hope Machinist Training Institute, <laughs> which is funny because not only was he in the military, but when he came out of the military, he went right into machining. So, you know, my dad's thing was, all right, here you go. Follow in my footsteps. Here's your two choices. <laughs> and of course, me Uh-oh. going out and coming out of high school, I wanted to go to broadcasting st- school. Uh-oh. Totally different. From- really? Yeah, I got accepted to Specs Howards, and that didn't work out. So I ended up going to Focus Hope Machinist Training Institute and became a machinist straight out of high school. And then kept going to school and then ended up working for Tata Motors. So 
Their motors are the tits. Yeah. So, um, you know, I know he wanted me to go into the military really bad, but I didn't do it. And then I regretted it for a long time, dude. I regretted it because, one, I really wanted that level of respect from my dad to say, hey, you know, I followed in your footsteps. And I don't know, I probably wouldn't have been able to become an army ranger i wasn't as badass as my dad was uh but yeah, you're a little more pudgy <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely uh not as fit as my dad was when he was you know in the army my dad was super fit there's we've got this picture of him standing in the hallway holding two m16s across his chest it's like the the most badass picture there is. Hell yeah, of my dad. I'm getting a chub. I ain't even gay. <laughs> I'm getting a man chub. You sure? So I yeah. I mean, it's uh, he was such a badass. No nah, man, come on. There's something about that. You know what I mean? It really is. That There's just no is like it. that's a fucking man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Dude, the, uh, like I, I, I think I said this on the podcast before. I was looking to go into the Marines, talking to a recruiter, and I wanted to be uh, Special Forces just because I think it's fucking awesome that you can go into a town and get whatever you need, or kill this one dude, or whatever, and then leave, and no one knew you were there, and like all the stuff that they do that we never know about similar i mean almost well i don't know but like just like the rangers man like that like not even frontline shit where it's like nah like we're before the front lines and no one ever knows what we've done and we can't talk about it i don't know man that's just super intriguing to me you know and uh yeah i had some some health issues and my back problems so it wouldn't have worked out anyway but yeah, man. I, I there's just something about that level of being a soldier. I don't know what it is, man. Just it, it makes you want to like, you know, <laughs> it just you know excites you. It's like fuck yeah, dude. Oh, With God. two fingers, I can kill your ass in about a half a second. Like that's badass. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got all these weapons and guns and I know how to use them and I know when to use them, but I don't necessarily need them all the time because I could just fucking do this thing and then, you know, I don't know. It's cool, man. Maximus Maximus is coming to say goodnight. Hey there, listeners. Just want to talk to you for a few seconds about HotMikeCity.com. HotMikeCity is a Detroit-based voiceover production house with full-service solutions from writing to recording and mixing and mastering with one simple focus, and that is to give you a voice to your next project. So maybe you own a small business or maybe you own a big business and you're looking to do some voiceovers for radio spots. Uh, Maybe you're doing some video work. You need some nice voiceover to underlay on that. Hot Mic City is the place for you. Using studio-quality equipment, and professional editing software, Hot Mic City is perfect for your next project. But don't take my word for it. Take a little listen to this demo. 
Welcome to Commercial Sales. This course is part of a series of courses developed to build outside. Smooth Jazz 105.9 FM, the radio station designed for people like you. Live stream each Sunday at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. at ecclive.com. While it may be hard to believe, it's right in your own backyard. Roughly 5 million Americans don't even... And Pace offers awesome scholarship and internships. Pace University. Success starts here. And there you have it. Head over to hotmikecity.com. That's H-O-T-M-I-K-E-C-I-T-Y.com. And give a voice to your next project. Yeah, so um, there's, there's so much to all of this um to this day i mean between the fitzgerald the marine corps and veterans everybody's uh you know being remembered and i think you know okay okay all right buddy hang out with daddy for a minute so Micah wants to go into the Marines. Really? Which is crazy. Yeah. For any particular MOS or just? I have no idea. I mean, he basically was just like, first it was like, uh, um, first it was like he wanted to be a baseball player. And then I think at one point he wanted to be a fireman. And then at another point he wanted to be a, a veterinarian. <laughs> and then his latest thing is he wants to be a Marine. So uh, I, t- I just think that, you know, it, it all boils down to different influences as he's getting older. You know, he plays soccer, and then baseball and then wants to do football and then wants to do hockey. And he's doing karate and all these different things. He's meeting so many different people. And then between the different churches that that he's gone to he's met different people um different camps that he's a part of you know he's he's not doing boy scouts but he's doing these different boy type of boy scout type of camps and he's meeting all these different people he's like oh that would be cool to do oh yeah that would be cool to do and you know idea of the month um but the latest thing he's been sticking with is the marines and it's like well you know, it, it's all good. So he talked to my dad and um, dad was like, well, grandson, if you're going to join the Marines, you got to start doing pushups now. <laughs> you know, for real, it's like you better, you know, get into it right now. Start conditioning your body right now as a kid, because um, once you get older, you don't want it to be too hard. You know, when when it's like you got to run several miles or you got to jump over this wall or you got to, you know, camp out in the woods. And like my dad was in, in, in Panama when we lived in Panama, you know, he tells a story of being out in the woods for so long that the only, you know, they run out of food. And then these snakes are coming up all around them. So they start chopping off the heads of snakes and skewering them and eating snakes at night in the middle of the woods of Panama. <laughs> you know, just doing what you got to do to survive. Like you start 
now as a kid conditioning yourself, conditioning your body, you know, and you'll be successful in, in being in the military. And I, I don't have a problem with that because I think in a lot of different countries, they condition their kids, their boys very young to join the military because it's like, like in Israel, right? You have to serve two years in the military. Everybody does. You don't have a choice. You got to serve. So, um, I, and I think that a lot of countries are like that, where they force everybody to serve at least some short time. Yeah. Just so that you can get that experience. You know, there's no, you can't be nationalistic without serving in the military. So, um, and I think they teach their kids that from a very young age, you know, just to get them to that point where they give back. Yeah. So, if he ends up going to the military, to the Marines, or any other branch, doesn't matter, Coast Guard, Army, Navy, whatever he chooses, I'm all for it. You know, I just want him to be successful. So... I just want to be, I just want to be successful. Is that a song? Really? <clears throat> yeah, it's Drake. Really? Yeah, you never, no you never heard sounded, that? No wonder it sounded so Canadian and fruity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Actually, I'm thinking about that. Maybe I misquoted that. Uh, you might have said Drake? it right. It might be Drake. Who knows? Um, I'm going to fact check yeah. myself. Go ahead. Check the Googs. I just want to be successful by Drake. So. Yeah, it was Drake. You, you know, I was talking to someone the other day about um, the the war in Vietnam. And there's a friend of mine that uh, he was a Vietnam vet. He went there at 18 and served his few years and, you know, fought in the Vietnam War. And, um, you know, did his time and got out. But he said that he said something that broke my heart. He said, you know, the majority of America didn't agree with the Vietnam War. And so when the vets from Vietnam came back home, they were spat on. You know, they would throw things at them. They, they were treated so bad because America didn't agree with the Vietnam War. And I haven't, you know, researched all this stuff. I'm just like firsthand account from him. Uh, every time I saw him, he, you know, he would be wearing his Vietnam vet hat. Right. And you see so many different people that, that are still alive today. Right. So, so most of the world war two veterans are dead. Right. Most of the people that served in world war one, world war two, they're dead. Very few are still alive, but there are a lot of Vietnam vets that are still alive today. Oh yeah. Even, even though so many of them died, like it was a war where they were sent in to die. And if you came out of Vietnam, you were extremely lucky. So, but there's still a lot of people that are still around from that, from that war. Um, 
he told me, he said, you know, Mike, the, the best thing you can do for a Vietnam vet is to say, welcome home. And the reason why is because they were treated so bad when they came back home as if they had any control over it at all. Right. You know, as if they actually had a say, you know, once that draft hit, I mean, there were people that never even wanted to be part of the military that were drafted and forced to go to war. Um, that weren't that either lost their lives or just weren't welcome home when they came back home. Um, so he said, you know, the best thing to do is just to say, welcome home. And that's your best way of showing respect to somebody that served in the Vietnam war, you know? And, and now I think as a country, we, we've, we're really good about it because they're, they're all so old. I mean, I don't mean so old. I don't mean to say it like as a derogatory thing, but I mean, the guys that natural. served there, well, the guys that, that most of the guys that went into the Vietnam War were between 18 and 21 years old, which means now they're in their 70s. Yeah. You know, so um, for them to never actually have a welcome home experience like the World War One and World War Two vets, like they had parades for them. But for the Vietnam vets that came home, like there was no celebration. They were treated so bad. Um, and, th- and that's a sick part of our history. I mean, we obviously America has done a whole lot worse than that, but um, it still is a very sick part of our history. So I think, you know, you know, for us, I think it's part of our job to just honor these uh, these brave men and women that have served and have done their best. So if Applebee's or Chili's or something like that wants to give them a free meal on Veterans Day, more part to him. You know, my <laughs> I've got family members that are like, you know, they show their card, you know, prove that they're vets and they'll just go from restaurant to restaurant and they're just going to get every free meal that they can. <laughs> and I'm all for it. You know, if you want to give them free sneakers or Snickers bars or Almond Joys, whatever, they deserve it. They deserve everything that we can give them Um, because they did such a good job defending our nation and uh, providing for the freedoms that we have today. So. Salute. Salute to the vets. I don't know. What else? Well, I kind of wanted to talk about death. Oh, yeah. But But before you go there, I just learned something. I didn't know that you went for the Marines. Well, I technically never. I mean, I was talking with a recruit and I was overweight and they um, they put me on a plan and like, you know, had to check in and they're basically like. I mean, pretty much like, hey, when you drop, you know, 25 pounds, come back and see us. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's what I was doing. And then how life happened just took me on a completely (laughs) different course. So, what do you mean? Well, I've, you know, I pursued ministry and went to school for that and, didn't do the whole 
marine thing. So that's surprising to me because the boot camp is so crazy. Like I've got a buddy of mine who went into the army later on, like after college. Yeah. So he's in his mid to later twenties and decided that he wanted to serve um, and allow them to pay for his education. And he, he went in with, you know, a bunch of college credits, but didn't finish school, but he was a bigger guy. And, um, I mean, not, not as big as you or me, but, um, he went in and did his six weeks of boot camp or whatever it was. And he'd lost like 40 pounds. Yeah, I believe it. Just from boot camp because it was so strenuous. Like you're getting up every single day doing PT. You're running for miles and miles and miles. You're doing all this training. You're doing all this schooling. Like you got to learn the alphabet all over again. Right? Alpha, beta, Charlie. What's D? Dick. (laughs) No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you you got to learn all the you know the alphabet and and you got to learn all of the different rankings and and who's who and 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 how to respond to different ranking officers and blah 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 all of this stuff. Um, Delta is what D is, by the way. Delta Echo. I can't go through it all right now with my Fox. brain. Fox trot. Um, yeah, like he lost a shit ton of weight. And so when he was done with uh, basic training, he was so much more lean and so physically fit. It was ridiculous. Uh, and a totally different person as well. Like there was a different understanding of, of uh, how to relate to people. And how to show respect to people. Uh, He was a totally different man. It was amazing. So I'm surprised that they wouldn't just. I mean because it's not like you were. A hundred pounds overweight or something like that. You know. Yeah. I'm saying that but I don't know. I don't know what year this was. I wasn't a hundred pounds overweight but. (laughs) I I think it was just. You know. Honestly, for my life, I think it was for the better. And, you know, that's, you know, hindsight is what it is, so. (laughs) It's how the cookie crumbles. But, yeah, I was was very enthralled with, like I said, special forces and. I guess serving the country, that wasn't a big part for me. Because, you know, it just wasn't. But there's, you know, part of it was in there. But for me, it was more, I wanted to be the person that you never heard of, never knew of. You know, I'm just a number, basically, but I'm doing shit that's, if it didn't happen, you'd be dead or life would be super different. You know what I mean? Yeah. The unsung heroes, I guess you could say, I don't know. That was just super intriguing at the time. And yeah. still is, man. I, I think it's there's a lot of battles and wars that are fought and won and lost that we never know about. 
and a lot of shit that goes on. And now, later in life, you know, toying around with a few conspiracy theories and stuff, it's kind of like, uh, you know, we don't really know what goes on, you know? Yeah, we really don't. I, I know my, I, and I can't really talk, I, I won't talk about it without my dad here, but I know there's a lot of stuff that he did in the military that some of it he's probably not proud of. Um, but his discharge papers says, thank you for building a school in a country that he was never in, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, to your point, there's a lot of stuff that, that people do, um, on behalf of the country, you may not necessarily understand the, the why, um, but it's basically what you sign up for, yeah. You know, to to do a bunch of shit that that um, that nobody else is willing to do, and in doing so, you make life more comfortable and palatable for the rest of us who are enjoying the freedom to be able to go to a grocery store, you know, and get whatever we want, go to the gas station whenever we want. To be able to, you know, to jaywalk and to speed down the road and to do stuff that that's illegal and stupid and to take risks. Uh, like we're, we're all able to do shit that, you know, you probably get hanged for in other countries. You're able to do it here in this country. Yeah. I, I mean, just like. Like, say, hey, you want to be gay. You can do that in this country. You go to some other countries and they'll drop a wall on you. Hell, you can literally, like, physically have your sex changed. Wait, my headphone fell out of my ear. You said you can literally have what? Your sex changed. Oh. Your biology <laughs> altered and then re-altered. Uh, I mean, we are, we are beyond privileged, man. Yes, we are beyond like, privileged. You want to get kind of biblical for a second. Think back to Sodom and Gomorrah in the Old Testament. Pfft. Sodom and Gomorrah probably looked like a chapel compared to America. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A chapel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, seriously, you're absolutely right. We are so lucky to be where we are, to be in the country that we're in. I mean, look, we've got a podcast. We're broke. We're not making any money off of it. But I mean, even our homeless people eat. No doubt about it. But the thing is, is that, uh, or my point was that we have a podcast and we are able to say whatever the hell we want about whatever we want. You want to talk about Trump? We can talk about Trump. You want to talk about, because um, he's an elected leader and not a dictator. You know, we can talk as much shit as we want. And we're not, uh, we're not court-martialed or called before some tribune as a result. Yeah. We have the freedom of speech. We have the freedom to bear arms. 
even though that's a touchy subject for a lot of people, we're still able to do it. Our freedom. Damn right. Like we can interracially marry freely without any consequence at all. Yeah. You know, it's, that's, these are things that we take for granted because it's normal to us, but we, we don't take in consideration the fact that in another country with different laws and, and different governmental structure, we could possibly lose our lives as a result of it. So, well, and on that, on that same thing, like, I think over the years, that's why I used to say, like, it's so easy to be a Christian and it's so inviting and welcome. And like, there's no, uh, man, I just went mind blank consequence there's no yeah there's no persecution there's no consequence like okay you want to be a christian be a christian you want to tell people you're a christian tell people you're a christian like it's just a mainstream sure who fucking cares good for you and until we find some amount of persecution i don't know that actual christianity will grow and sorry fall allergies jesus what the hell is going on with your throat (laughs) that's what she said (laughs) um oh boy you know what i mean like at knee jerk you can think oh well that's weird because you don't need persecution to you know for Christ to be made famous or whatever, for people to come to Christ. I I get that. It just seems that when it's not the cool, mainstream, accepted thing to do, that's when faith through history has grown immensely, and it it seems to be, from my point of view, a little more real than... Yeah, you can go to church as many fucking days as you want in America. No one gives a shit. Every single day if you wanted to. And everyone, not everyone, but the majority of society who are not Christians, air quotes, would say, well, yeah, you're hypocrites. You're, you know, you hate gay people. You're racists. You're this, you're that. You, you, You don't show love. You're impatient. You don't tip. Like, you're just shitty people. So why would I want to follow that God? Why would I want to follow your God? Sure. And, you know, I don't know. But, like, I'm not saying bring on the persecution and they should make being a Christian illegal and then Christianity will grow. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, we have T-shirts and stickers and our own fucking radio stations and... It's just so easy and mainstream and like accepted that I don't know, man, maybe it's kind of detrimental because someone can say that they came to Christ and did they really? Yeah. 
But when you live in a society where if you say you came to Christ, we will kill you, then you're not just going to be like, oh, I found Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, it almost puts this thing on it to where, like, well, if it's fucking real, (laughs) then it's real. But if it's not, there ain't no way in hell that you're going to fucking say that you're a Christ follower. And, you know, well, I mean, what do you think? I sound a little crazy right now, but, like, I don't know. I I think what you're advocating is a real Christianity, and I'm for that. Yeah. I think that we are so far away from the place where our Christianity would cause our death. You know, even though for as far back as both you and I can remember, they've been saying, you know, Christ is going to return. Christ is going to return and the Antichrist is going to pop up first. And it's or is already be- here. I mean, how many Antichrists has there been since we've been alive? Sure. Sure. I mean, they've been claiming it forever. And and the thing being that, you know, our Christianity is going to cause our death. The The fact is, is that I kind of feel like we're still so far away from it to where um, there's still this era of comfortable Christianity in the U.S. In other parts of the world, obviously, we, we all know that Christianity is uh, Christians are being killed all over this world. Um, we've got entire countries that are what are being called post-Christian because they're saying that hey, it's just a book of stories, you know, like bedtime stories as you show your kid. It's not real. There is no God. There are whole countries that are completely post-Christian that are completely atheist, or maybe not completely, that might be an exaggeration, but uh, atheism is growing around the world uh, because of all the promises that have been made about the return of Christ, because of all of the um, lack of true Christianity or or true religion. Um, You know, Christianity is... Unfortunately, in my opinion at least, it's dying down. There's more and more people that are post-Christian now than people that are, you know, gung-ho. You know, like they used to be back in the day where we had all of these different generational uh, revivals. Um, I don't know what's going to change that. I don't. I don't know that harder times coming is going to actually change people's worldview to be more of a Christian worldview. And, and frankly, I feel like, and I think you would agree with this, that Christianity has been over the last, our lifetime at least, has been evolving. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and we... I don't want to disrespect the evolution of of Christianity because, you know, we were just talking to some people that, that were over our house the other day to, to visit Max, to see Max for the first time. And I hated it, but Jenna brought up, you know, uh, church. How's the church going? What's going on? What's new? Well, 
nothing's new is the problem. <laughs> but uh, the conversation kind of went to falling out in the spirit, air quotes, falling out in the spirit, you know, getting your getting hands laid on you and, and you're falling out and just how people are laying down on the ground and under underneath the power of God and they're fixing their clothes to make sure they're decent and they're you know fixing their glasses and they're laying down on the ground after having hands laid on them and then they're somebody falls next to them so they move over a little bit they move over fix themselves fix their glasses and then they lay down there for a little while longer and the conversation kind of went to just like how fake that is and how you know just it's just going along with the culture of that charismatic movement still and that's just in this church. Um, but I imagine that there's still things, remnants of old revivals that are lasting in certain churches. You know, like, you know, the, the organ gets hit just right. The right song comes on and people start shouting and people start dancing and stuff like that. I'm not knocking it, but... How much of that is just emotional? I would argue that majority of that, if not all, is just emotional. Yeah. But when it comes down to loving people, where is that? Like when it comes down to the amount of poverty that still exists in our community, where is that Christianity? When it comes down to kids not being able to go to school with the books and the pencils and the paper that they need, the notebooks, where is that Christianity? Oh, but wait, they're doing an offering for a mission trip where they go and do that in another country. Yeah, but what are you what are you doing? And it and, and sounds like you're agreeing. Oh, I am. You're totally you're, the community that we live in is suffering. But we're helping out a community in another country. Yeah, we're called to the world. Yeah, but you know. The Bible says that the judgment will start at the house of God. And that's something that a lot of Christians don't understand. And they don't get that. We, we focus so much on the world and what's wrong with the world. And we forget that the scripture says that judgment of God will start at the house of God. So in other words, God is going to deal with his own house first. He's going to, before he deals with the world and all of their wickedness and all the things that is going wrong in the world, the first thing God's going to do is clean up the air quotes church. And people don't realize that. And there's a reason for that. Because God's not going to judge the rest of the world without judging his own people first. He's going to clean up his own house. He's going to deal with the hypocrisy. And the, the lack of love and the lack of compassion that we as a church have for the rest of the world. We're so quick to judge people for what they're doing. And we forget to look at our own house and look in the mirror. You know, Paul said, he said, look, he says, I'm like a man looking in the mirror, being transformed to the image of God. In other words, he's, he's understanding that the, the longer he lives as a Christian, the more he needs to evolve to look like Christ and that he's not there yet. He said, I count not myself to have apprehended, 
But there's one thing I do. Forget the things behind me and press toward the mark of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. In other words, what he's saying is like, I, I get that I have these, I have this education, I have these skills, I have these things that I've learned through life, but none of that really matters because I'm still pursuing a transformation that can only happen as a result of my relationship with Jesus Christ. And although I, I still have these things that I feel like I'm really, really good at, and these things that I really have down, these things that I've really matured in, I've still not arrived to the place of perfection. And therefore, true Christianity and true religion compels me to pursue a greater me. It, it compels me to pursue a greater level of Christianity than what I have today. And so everything that I've ever done, I counted as dung. Is literally what he says. <laughs> Sean just farted. I don't know if that came over the microphone, but which some people argue in modern day language would mean shit. Yeah, and there's a controversy because did the man who wrote two thirds of the New Testament actually say air quotes curse word? <gasps> maybe but but his point was everything i've done up to this point at, at the point of him speaking he said everything i've done up to this point i counted as dung or shit so that i will continue to pursue the excellency of christ so his point was like yeah, it, it doesn't matter how many churches I've started, how many messages I've preached, how many people that I've won to Christ. None of that matters because I still haven't attained the excellency of Christ. And I think that it's something that the Christian world today is missing because we get so satisfied with, you know, giving money for a well to be dug in Africa or some other, you know, some other country. But why? Because it makes us feel good. Exactly. And what you just quoted and talked about with Paul is complete opposite. Like he's approaching life as a Christ follower in this humble manner that's not making him the center of the thing, of life, of his Christianity. Yeah. Agreed. And I, I honestly think that is... Oh, man, it's a huge part of the downfall and, well, I don't know if it's downfall or not, but it, it that's why a lot of, like, I feel like, and I, Michael, I know you do, that Christianity Today in America sucks, man. It's bullshit because if, if it points back to me or you or us, then it's all wrong. You know what I mean? I agree, one hundred percent. I feel like that's what's being missed focus. on a huge scale. I, I agree. Not all, but a majority. Right. Sure. Sure, I agree. We we cannot be the central focus of Christianity. We're not. We can never be, because Christianity is not about us. It's about the fact that. And I really feel like we're getting satisfyingly deep, actually. 
Bro, you've been getting satisfyingly deep. <laughs> I, I, I really do believe that the, the, the truth of Christianity goes beyond us because it, it really isn't about us. It's really about Christ being glorified. Like we, We're celebrating vets, celebrating the people that have given their lives to make sure that we have the freedoms that we have. We have to acknowledge the fact that Jesus and his omnipotence, his him being all-powerful, he gave his life for something that he truly believed was right. And that though we all might be the creation of God, we're not all the children of God. And so his death, burial, and resurrection is what enabled us to become children of God. Which means that our Christianity is all about his sacrifice and all about his willingness to go beyond himself to allow us who are outside of God's love to be able to embrace God's love enough that we would begin to change and to become more and more like Christ. And the more we focus on ourselves, the more we miss the fact that Jesus was actually being selfless in his sacrifice for us. And it's not about our accolades or our ability to be right or follow the laws or, or pat ourselves on the back because of some missionary work or some charity that we do. But the fact that we become changed from the inside out and become more like Christ, who was actually completely selfless. It, 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 it bears very, very well with the conversation that we're having about veterans because they're not thinking about themselves. They're thinking about the people that are in the country that they love. They're thinking about the people that are at home who are enjoying the freedoms that they're fighting for. Like there's still work to be done. And if we are living a life to where we feel like we've arrived to the point where there's nothing left to do, then we miss the fact that Christ's work wasn't done. Like he, he, the 33 years that he lived on the, on the, on the earth enabled us to be able to get to the place where we are acknowledged as the children of God. But let's not forget the fact that, according to Hebrews, that Jesus is right now on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. He's still working right now so that we are able to become more and more like him. And so the Christianity that exists today, although it may be flawed, still gives us the opportunity If we look at it the way that the scripture really illustrates Christianity, we still have the opportunity to be better. We still have the opportunity to do better and to be more and more like Christ. But we have to look at Christ for our example and not be so hung up on the freedoms that we have and, and get to a place where we're just completely comfortable. And I think that's kind of the point that you were getting to. Yeah, more or less. So uh, a, a lot of trauma will force us to lean on Christ. There's no doubt about it. 
But the fact is, is that the vets that we have today have afforded us the opportunity to where we don't necessarily have to wait for some trauma. Like they have a perspective that goes beyond uh, the the regular person, you know, the regular Joe Blow. They have a perspective of warfare, of like like there's challenges out there. There's people that are not as fortunate as we are. So don't get comfortable. And I think that to your point, Christians today in America could stand to have a little bit more militants to them to where they understand, excuse me, to where they understand that like freedom ain't free. It's not free. Yeah. It costs something. And now that you have it, yeah. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I mean, since freedom is not free, the fact is, is that it costs something. And therefore, we should count up the costs and we should be that much more appreciative. And then we should put in that much more effort to be like Christ in this world. Knowing that the freedoms that we have aren't free. You know, the things that cost us are the things that we value. Like this house that we have, we value it because it costs us so much. Like having Max and like having more responsibility, it, it, it brings so much more of a value to our family, to our marriage, to, to everything, because we have that much more responsibility. We see that much more responsibility. The bills are increasing. We're, it's costing us more. I think we lose that sense when it comes down to Christianity because we're so comfortable. The fact is, is that we have to, we have to put in more of an effort, more of a, a, a sense of responsibility towards Christ because, uh, and, and the only way we'll get there is by acknowledging the sacrifice of Christ, what it cost him, it cost him his, his life to give us what we have which is a relationship with God as our father. Selah. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm talking too much. It was good, man. <clears throat> I definitely agree. Yeah. Now, believe me, I don't want more trauma. I don't want more shit to happen to this country. I don't to either. Force me to, <laughs> to press into Christ more. I would rather look at a day like today and say, you know what? This freedom that I have costs me a whole lot or costs the country a whole lot. It costs a lot of people a whole lot. There are people that are left behind, you know, you know, uh, to your point of the moment of silence, even though it's not Memorial Day. Uh, Still hating about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it it you know it a day like today should give us pause should cause us to appreciate you know the people that have served but should also uh cause us to as christians look at christ and you know see what he struggled with in his 3 years of 
ministry and, you know, to see the struggle that he had and then to, you know, I don't know, put in a little bit more effort to be less of a shitty person. Well, just don't make it about yourself. Like you rolling yeah. up in church, getting slain in the spirit, air quotes. What's that? What's that doing? And I can say, what is that doing? Because all these people on a Sunday getting slain up in the spirit, or so they say. And then what do you do? Like, what was it for? What happened from that? Why? Why did it happen? Yeah. If Jesus Christ slain you with his spirit and put you out and talked to you for X amount of minutes, what came of that? Yeah. Oh, because you needed to know that you needed to repent or you needed to know whether to buy that house or not. Like, is it really like Christ that's doing this or is it an emotional charge and you're looking for something and it, because it's about you. I don't know, man. I'm just, you know what I mean? I guess, you know, it's something we all have to answer personally, and I get that, and I'm not trying to judge anyone, but at the same time, if I can call some posers out, like, it's not about you, bro. God does not fucking need your ass. He doesn't need you. He can make a rock cry out, okay? If you believe yeah. God and Jesus are who the Bible teaches and they say they are, they do not need you. That's just it. So if you're rolling up in church getting slain in the spirit every Sunday, getting your feel goods on, and then nothing ever comes of it, come on now. Think about it. Just yeah. think about it. Yeah. What's that there for? There should be some change. It's for you. Should be- it ain't for no one else. Yep. That's like them people who want to talk in, like, speak in tongues, and then nothing ever comes of it. But you stop the whole church service to say something in some weird fucking blah, blah, blah language. Like, no, bitch, that's not Jesus. (laughs) Why they got to be a bitch, though? (laughs) Because that's how they're acting. A lot of people are little Christian babies, and they need to fucking be smacked on the nose and, and no. You don't pee inside, just like a dog. You pee outside, and I'm going to beat you, not beat you, but I'm going to train you. You hold your bladder until you go to the place where you can pee. But if I just let you do that, you know, through your adulthood, do I really love you? I don't know. We're about to get on another topic, I feel like. but yeah, No, yeah, I I get what you're saying, though. So so, uh, there should be some level of maturity that happens as a result of her, of a, an experience with God. So like when Moses was on the uh, Mount Sinai and he had 40 days, an experience with God, he came down and what he found was, well, he, he went up for 40 days and he got the Ten Commandments. And when he came down, this is all in the book of Exodus. You can research it and look at it. Uh, the people of Israel, because Moses was up there communing with God for so long, 
they figured that Moses was dead or killed by God, and therefore they were going to go back to their old ways of worshiping idols. And so they all, under the leadership of Aaron, took all of their gold earrings and coins and all that stuff. They melted it down and and made a golden calf that they would worship together. Um, when Moses came down, they said that his face it's shown as bright as the sun as a result of his experience with God for 40 days. And the people were so frightened by it that they wanted him to put a veil over his face to cover his face because it was shining so bright. They were convicted because they knew that they had done wrong, worshiping this golden calf. They had basically an experience with God through Moses and had to make a choice who would be on God's side and who would continue worshiping the golden calf. Half the camp sided with God, the other half sided, sided with the golden calf, and they were all killed as a result. I think at the end of the day, the, the moral of the story is that an experience with God should change you. It really should cause you to have pause and to look at your life and to evaluate what it is that you're doing with your life and how you're going to move forward. And I think every single experience that we have with God, whether you get slain in the spirit, air quotes, slain in the spirit, or you, you, know, you have some big emotional experience, or you have something that, that you know, evokes you emotionally to you know, whatever, um, there should be some change that takes place. It, it should be something that drops off of you. Like maybe after an experience with God, you choose that you're not going to lie anymore. You have an experience with God, you choose that you're not going to steal anymore. You have an experience with God and you, you say you're not going to cheat on your, your wife anymore. You're not going to cheat, cheat on your husband. You're not going to berate your children. You know, you're not going to be as angry. You're not going to be, you know, whatever. An experience with God should change you. To a point where you're no longer the same. And if that doesn't happen after an experience with God, then it was just fake. It really wasn't an experience with God. It was frankly a waste of your time and everybody else's. So um, either you're changed or you're not. Like either you are doing this Christian life for real or you're not. One or the other. It, it can't be both. You're not going to have an experience with God and stay the same. Right? I mean, that's my opinion. Yeah, well, that's my opinion, too. So. And I guess, since you wanted to talk about death, how about I just bring it all home and just say... An experience with God equals death to self. Actually, don't know where you wanted to go with your topic on death, but we're going to have to explore given, that on another episode. We'll have to do it on another episode. But in the context of this conversation, you know, death to self is the ultimate result of an experience with God. There's a little part of you that is sinful that dies with every experience with God. 
and then there's something that's born. There's something that is revived or there's a part of God that is awakened within you to where you change. And with every experience, to Paul's point about looking in the glass and seeing his image being transformed in the image of Christ, with every experience with God, you become a little bit more like him. There's something about God that is awakened in you with every experience that you become less, more full of yourself and, um, and more full of God. At least that's the way I see it. That's been my experience. Word. So stop being a piece of shit. That's what Sean would say. Don't even have to say it now. (laughs) What I do want to say is like and subscribe wherever you be listening. And you can also email us uh, at unchurchedpod at gmail.com. And uh, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And shout out to all the vets. If you're a vet, hit us up and uh, let us know if you if you liked what we had to say about the vets and, and, and if it moved you or honored you in any way. We really do hope that uh, every single one of you feel our appreciation, our respect and our love. And um, we appreciate everything that you've done. And, and the things that you that are still serving, what you still do, the sacrifices that you make that allows us to have the freedom to be who we are and, um, and talk about the things that we talk about on this podcast. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Sweet. Cool, bro. We're at like almost two hours. Yeah, it's worth it. You like wouldn't Episode. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Episode eighty-eight. We'll edit it down. Nah, it's all good. All right, we love you a long time. So long. All right, peace. peace.